Tucker, thank you. That's when people who uh, have said they'll help me read um, call late last night and say, we're not going to be at church. Tucker gets the text message of, Tucker, can you do this? And he quickly replies yes, with I think without really reading the text message of what I've asked, but thank you, Tucker. This is something that as I read those passages over the last few weeks and we're pondering some things, the phrase great and awesome came to mind. And the reason why is great and awesome Christmas. We come to this Advent time, we come to Christmas, and many times we miss what Christmas is all about. We miss this preparation, this anticipation for Christ's coming. We talk about Christ. We talk about that we have Christmas trees. We put nativity scenes up. We're excited to celebrate His birth. And that's what it is. But there's more. We're not just celebrating His birth some years ago. We're also celebrating and anticipating His second coming. Because what He wanted to do in the world huge during Christmas, He wants to do in your heart and in your life this Christmas. And the first topic that I want us to look at for this Advent is making plans. And did you hear a phrase throughout the first and the second book of Matthew? So it was fulfilled. Fulfilled means that there was a plan. Something was going on before just the prophet making the statement or just before fleeing into Egypt. Fleeing to Nazareth. There was a big plan that was in motion. And that's what I want you to hear today. That God has been making a plan for you. For your family. For your household. For your community. For your neighborhood. God has been making a plan for our lives. Now I'm going to step aside from God's plan and ask that tricky question that we all don't like to answer, but it kind of makes us feel good to know that we're in the same boat. How many of you ever made a plan that has fallen apart? Raise your hand. Okay, maybe we should ask the other question since there wasn't everybody's hand. Who of you here have made plans that never have fallen apart? Okay, that's what I was really thinking. We make plans, don't we? We have some great plans. And they seem to not always go right. I was thinking about a time that Alicia and I were going to go get a Christmas tree. Uh, growing up on the farm, we always had a real Christmas tree, and so that was my tradition, and that's what I wanted to bring into our family. And it seemed like everything happened that year. And we finally got to the day that we could possibly go, or it was the last case scenario, because I think it was like my birthday weekend, and so the next weekend is Christmas. And so it was like, you got to get this done. So we piled up. Uh, Josiah was like, one and a half, two-ish, I guess, 
Marcus, uh, Alicia's cousin, was living with us from Chile uh, while his parents were on the mission field, and he was finishing up his year, and he's like, I don't want to go to the mountains with you. This is crazy. Why are you going to go cut a tree down? And so we load up in the truck, and we start driving, and we're all excited. You know, you're winding up those mountain roads. We don't have them really here, so we don't know about them. Uh, but we're getting up there, and it starts pouring down rain. I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Rain, Christmas tree, and i got to take a saw and cut a tree down in the middle of the rain? And then we get there. And there's some snow, so that makes me feel better to switch to snow. Scenic, really nice. Except for the mile drive up to the farm where we were cutting trees is packed because everybody who hadn't got their Christmas trees, because all their plans had fallen apart and they all came on the same weekend, and we're sitting in traffic for about three hours waiting to get a Christmas tree. And then finally, one of the workers comes down and is talking to the different people. And I roll down my window and he's like, do you have four-wheel drive? I'm like, yes. He's like, oh, then you can come around and go to the front. These people are waiting for the parking lot that's full. But if you're willing to park in the muddy field and you can get back out, you're more than welcome to. So I'm like all about that. So I click it into four-wheel drive, and we pull out and just pass everybody. We get up there. We unload. You can see the wheels start to sink because it's that muddy and that wet. But I'm like, you know what? The truck will get out. I have faith in the ram. It will get out of this mud. So we get our tree. We get our garland. We go on a little hayride. We get everything packed up. And we go to leave, and it's the first thing that actually went right in a plan. The four-wheel drive actually backed us out, and we went down our road. Score for that one. But everything leading up to it felt like failure after failure after failure. And that's how our plans go, don't they, from time to time? We have plans. We have great anticipation. And I think Joseph was in the same boat. He had great plans of how he was going to marry his love. And they would start to raise a family. Then all of a sudden, Mary's found to be with child. It's not Joseph's plan. Mary's in the same boat. She finds out she's pregnant. That wasn't her plan. She knew she didn't cheat on Joseph. She knew this wasn't her plan. So many times we see in the Christmas story, it wasn't the human plan. And yet, God had a bigger plan. And He was working things behind the scenes and the reason why I wanted Tucker to read the genealogy, each person in the genealogy of Jesus Christ was a plan and a story. And we can relate to those people. We find ourselves in the genealogy. 
maybe not as a king or a leader, but somebody who had been messed up. Maybe our dream had been crushed. And yet, God included people who had crushed dreams and crushed plans in the genealogy of Jesus Christ because we all fit into His plan. So this Advent season here, that God was unfolding His great and awesome plan throughout the years that Jesus would be born to live a life for us, to die to bring salvation, even when our plans fall apart. How are we at trusting His plan? How are we at allowing His plan to come to fruition? Because I know personally, I trust God. And I look out and I see what He has in store for my life. But I still try to go and do things, don't we? We try to fulfill the plans we have. And I even have been tempted, and I think I've probably done this prayer from time to time. God, that wasn't my plan. God, would you fulfill what's on my plan, my agenda? But it's not about God fulfilling our plan and our agenda. Advent is all about fulfilling His plan for the whole world and for you. The first statement you don't have to fall apart when your plans fall apart. You can trust God. Joseph did not just throw in the towel, even though he contemplated it, didn't he? He thought, you know what, I'll just divorce her quietly and make it all go away so nobody has to know. And yet, the angel came into a dream of his. And reassuring that this was of God. And so of, instead of letting his world fall apart in that moment, he chose to trust God. No matter how his plans were falling, he would trust God's plan. So many times we get into life situations where our plans fall apart, and so we fall apart ourselves. We can't move forward. We can't get anything done. And yet it comes back to the simple trust. And so I found this analogy uh, while I was reading through this passage and some different pastors were connecting different things and some uh, different commentaries. And so I backed up. I take all these little sheets of paper and these books on my desk. Right in the center is God's Word. And I start to see how their minds were working. And one of the authors had this idea of a triangle. 
And so if you would, draw a triangle on your outline or on your bulletin. And if you would, write these four words inside. Not those four words. They actually come from our Advent three. Hope. Peace. Joy. And love. Inside this triangle of trust, I believe Jesus wants us to experience these four elements. He has planned for your life that it would be filled with hope and peace and joy and love. Jesus came that He could fill us so that we could live out these four qualities. Not just during Advent, not just during the Sunday or the week that we light the candle, but it is for every single day of our lives. Jesus came to let us live inside this triangle. And I believe there are four there are three words or phrases And we've already sung one. God is with us. Inside the triangle of trust, we have to recognize that God is truly with us. He is not far off and distant, but He actually wants to dwell in us. He wants to dwell in our situations, in our mess, in our joys, in our celebrations, our greatness, and also in our failures. He wants to be with us. He wants Jesus to be in us. Joseph's plans got messed up. But he trusted. I think he took hold of that phrase. God with. He took hold of that idea that the Christ that was going to be born of Mary was truly the fulfillment of God with His people. Look at verse 22 of chapter 1. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son. They will call Him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel. Is that the Savior you serve? Is that the Savior that you trust? God with us. There's a second side that I see here. God is guiding me. Even in the midst of not seeing how the story would turn out, 
Joseph is letting God continue to guide him. Think about it at this point. Right here in verse in chapter 1. The birth of Jesus. He found out even before the birth, child wasn't his. Mary was pregnant. This wasn't how he visioned himself, how he would raise his family. Then as the story unfolds, the Magi come. Stories of Herod trying to kill the baby. So they escape to Egypt. I don't think he planned on having a trip with a toddler to Egypt. It wasn't on his to-do list early on in life. It wasn't the five-year cruise that you had all planned after marriage. And then even when they get ready to return, having to go into Nazareth instead of going home to Bethlehem. It wasn't Joseph's plan. But every step that he took, he allowed God to guide him. And so if we want to be filled with the peace and the hope and the love and the joy this Advent season, how are we at letting God truly guide? Is God guiding you today? This is where I feel like we fall into the trap the most. We can say we trust God on Sunday morning. We can say we trust God in our lives. But sometimes we trust Him to fulfill our plans. We trust Him to carry out what we envision. Then we ask, why God? Why is this not happening? Why is this not going on? And it's simply put, it wasn't his plan. It was yours. I envision myself in Joseph's shoes, falling to my knees, trying to figure out what's going on. My family's at risk of being killed. And yet God has a way God has His plan that He's already been speaking into the prophets years before of how He would bring safety and wholeness to the Christ child. Number three. God is working for my good. We see this truth evident in Scripture. Joseph's life, Mary's life, God had been moving things around and shaping things for centuries because He wanted the very best, the very good for their lives to come to fruition. 
His plan that He had been speaking into fruition and into motion for years. And He was working out the good for Joseph's life. I think it's most evident in the statement in Romans chapter 8, 28. And we know that all good things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. When we align ourselves to God's purpose, we start to see His plan. And we get to step into it. This Advent season, I would invite you this year, don't just say the cliche words of Christmas. Don't just light an Advent candle or a wreath in your home. But let's step into this triangle of trust to fully experience the hope, the love, the joy, and the peace. Trusting Him with all that you are this season as we celebrate His birth, it should also cause us to celebrate and anticipate His second coming. Because His plan did not stop just with Jesus' birth. His plan continues. And He wants to weave you into the very core of that plan. So this Christmas season, you don't have to fall apart when the turkey overbakes. You run to the store, and that last Christmas gift that you needed to get is all sold out, and it's back-ordered till February 15th. You don't have to fall apart when your plans fall apart. Because the author of the ultimate plan is still at work. And he simply invites us to step into this triangle of trust. To come and adore him. And so as the worship team comes up and we close in worship, will you adore him this season by giving your trust. Letting Him guide you. Letting Him fulfill His plan and joining Him in the work. Will you stand in worship?